on last week's Irrevelations. As far as Ooze is concerned, he's like, ooh, I bet God doesn't want to f- smash the Ark of the Covenant into the ground like an asshole. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, sir. Oh, you don't like my dancing? How do you like your decapitated father, you dumb <laughs> And I'm assuming her husband is still around, too. You know, that sucks. Just w- watching the king dick down your girl every day. So David's a f***ing asshole, right? Dude, yeah, he's a psychopath. He's a f***ing maniac. This is going to make the Khmer Rouge sound pretty tame. Is a cripple horse good for anything? Uh, it's good for a laugh. Before we turn to the word... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. God bless America. God, I am America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Well, you know what I was thinking about? What? Is, uh, and this is just light, I, I just, just something that's been on my mind, but um, when was the last time anyone saw an ISIS video? Cause I mean, I'm n- the only ISIS videos I've ever seen were texted to me from you. So... <laughs> If yeah, I haven't yeah. seen an ISIS video, that's your fault, not yeah, ISIS. That's, I haven't seen it, whatever. They used to I'm sure so they're high. doing it. I'm sure they're on top of things. You're slacking. <laughs> I'm the that's, listen, that's uh, that's part of my media relationship. That's, that's, that's I guess my so. role in this relationship is i got to find those ISIS videos. I, I, I haven't seen one in forever. I, I, wonder, I wonder how they're doing. Has anyone checked on ISIS? I mean, Trump beat them single-handedly. I'm <laughs> yeah, I heard. I'm pretty heard. sure. I heard. Um <laughs> I saw this fucking uh, comment on. I'm, I'm just rambling. I don't fucking know. But I saw this uh, uh, article on Parasite, right? And oh, no. this one guy was like, "Whoa, Korean movies are so much better than Japanese movies." And some Uh-oh. guy was like, "Well, come on, Japanese cinema is pretty good." And, and like this other guy was like, "Why is Korea trying so hard to like? Every time a Korean movie comes up, they got to compare themselves to Japanese cinema and who's better and we did this better." Blah blah blah. And this guy had this comment, and he's like, the reason why that is is because Japan is to Korea as the Third Reich is to Poland. They both huh. have good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. Honestly. Oh, man. That's a stretch. Um, that, was, that was my question. I mean, they, I mean, they're historically pretty uh, embattled, right? They're pretty uh, antagonistic to each other. Japan and Korea? I mean, not recently, maybe, but not just, long ago. I think it's just Japan hurting korea typically speaking. well no korea fucked shit up they had, who had the tortoise ships or whatever tortoise ships i don't know yeah honestly that whole south we Asian we're so over our heads right now. <laughs> i have no fucking clue i have no clue i've seen parasite Dude, that's, that, that's my expertise I, I watch anime and a lot of fucking uh korean movies no, let, let's change this into an east asia podcast <laughs> We'll just guess our way through. It'll basically be the same qual- quality content as the Bible podcast. Rape of Nanking. Uh, that's not. That's China. That has nothing yeah. to do with Korea. Yeah. Uh, All I know is the Kamikaze wins. That's movies, where Kamikaze comes movie from. Snowpiercer. 
And then that's a Korean movie, correct? It's by the same guy. I don't know. Let's, yeah, this is not good. I don't know. This is not good audio. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, guess who we got banned from on Twitter or uh, blocked on Twitter by? Oh, who? The who Angel was? Moms. They don't oh, like us anymore. What happened? To th- what happened? That, those were that was our key demographic. Yeah, like I just want to put. Okay, sure. One of them's son was a cop who got killed by an illegal immigrant, right. and I make one joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we? I hate the Angel Moms. What what is their what is their vibe? Let's let's let's. The show Angel them Moms. Right now. Angel Moms are mothers of people who were killed by illegal immigrants in one way or another. It could oh be a drunk God. driving accident. And, and they think they yeah. can call themselves the angel moms? They call them... Okay, I get that Trump called them that because, like, that's a, you know, it's a word that he can understand. Angel is a good thing, right? It's only so two can, syllables, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. I get that, you know, it's like the, you know, pencil neck shift or whatever. Right. Angel moms, great. But whenever <laughs> they start calling them... This woman calls herself, her, her name on Twitter is like angel mom something something. Uh... Jesus fucking Christ. Are you? <sighs> All right. So wait, so they're angel mobs. They yeah. get to call themselves angel mobs because their children have been killed somehow related to related immigrants? to an, Yeah. It doesn't even have to be awesome. It doesn't even have to be like blasted by a shotgun and times square. It, ha- it could be anything like, Oh, you know, my, my son's a shitty cop and got hit by a <laughs> driver. All right. Okay. Damn. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Let's go. Yeah. Cops take defensive driving. You should be able to dodge a drunk driver. I would think. You know, I, you. I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Fucking, I've never been hit by an illegal immigrant yet. Yeah. So. Nope. Anyways, uh, we're gonna get into a lot of victim blaming to this <laughs> this week's episode. But let's let's like as much as I love it, I I I love I I feel like if there's things I like to get ironically behind. Yeah. Getting overly angry about the crimes illegals make is one of my favorite things to do. When it's it's literally the odds of being killed by an illegal immigrant have to be one in a trillion. I don't know, like about it, a trillion. But it I would say that coconuts some, but... falling is probably more dangerous. Shark bites, uh, mm. getting your dick stuck in a, anything. I don't know about I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think you're much more likely to be killed by a cop than an illegal immigrant. Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't know if we're at shark bite territory. I don't know if we're. I like, think it's know. probably down there. You think? I uh, mean, only the dumbest cops can kill. Them. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So if anyone's wondering who runs our Twitter. <laughs> I'm not actually that involved with it. I'm sure he was kind of a cool guy. I bet. I bet he played basketball. I bet he played streetball once with some black kids, and it's all yeah, I bet okay. He, I bet he never made high school students suck him off to get off light. Right. Probably has never happened. That's never happened, you know. Only 50% of cops do that. So. I bet he never got way, way aggressive with a black kid, disproportionate no. to how he treats white people. That never No happens. chance. I bet he wasn't racist against illegal immigrants like his mom. I bet he's a way better person than her. In fact... I'm I'm his new angel friend. All right. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to declare myself angel buddy to all dead cops. All right, we're angel we're buddies. Killed, now. We're, killed, we're killed by illegal immigrants. I, my my favorite angel buddy is cops killed in no knock raids. Those are my favorite <laughs> angel buddies. I mean, who could have thought that that would end poorly? <laughs> no, you go and you know. I'm angel buddies for those guys. <laughs> Poor dudes committing those no knock raids and throwing flash grenades into. <laughs> Toddlers, cribs, those poor guys. <laughs> okay. So, what are we actually going to do for a cold <laughs> So, welcome to the Revelations podcast. Um, I'm Cole no. And I'm Grant of Voiced. I uh, can't believe I just 
put that out there. Uh, yeah, we're the podcast that's reading the Bible so that you don't have to. Um, we like terrible things, and that's why we're reading the Bible. Yeah. I know a lot of you guys out there uh, that are listening to us are first responders, uh, but I still can't apologize because that's against our principles. I was a first responder, and I still would. Well, I'm yeah. not going to go on record saying I would kill a cop, but. Well. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, I was a cop, kind of, right? So yeah, it's all fine yeah, and good. Yeah, yeah, that's our. This is our. This is our. I know black people, so I can say it too now. This is also the episode that's going to bite us in the. For all the horrible things you said, I have a feeling uh, you just don't go after the thin blue line. You don't cross it. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you see that movie? No. No. It's about how cops take care of each other when they do illegal shit. So, anyways, it um, makes sense. Yeah, uh, I it is, we, this is the episode dedicated to the thin blue light. It's dedicated to like, hey, I'm a homie, you're a homie, let's do yeah. some crime by the people who are there to protect us from it. Yeah, this, so this one goes out to those guys. Uh, where are we at? We're in, damn, so we're episode 73. That sounds right. And we're on chapter 10 of Second Samuel. Um, I, I think this is going to be an interesting episode, because... Uh, you've got a lot more. One, you've read the Bible before. Hell yeah. And two, you sort of take the role of like the research and understanding where I like to come in fresh. Which um, is why the research on this episode, this podcast sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know when we were talking earlier, like I think Second Samuel is a lot of propaganda. We we kind of I didn't have that feeling when I was first reading it. Okay. And then I think what like according to Google, that's sort of a. A general vibe is that a lot of this is sort of David rewriting history. Yeah, it's very much the uh, it's like Kim Jong Un's case, you know, where like, oh, he's he shot a perfect golf game and he doesn't poop and blah 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 blah. <laughs> David, same thing for David. He 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 makes every woman come. Never yeah. had to fake it. Um, True. Big facts. I but, don't think women could come back then. That's a new feminist thing. Yeah, that's something they made up it's to fairy shake the tale. rest of us. You know? <laughs> It's okay. always something their last boyfriend did that I got to yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, every time I don't do the dishes. I would much sooner believe that uh, God caused snakes to come out of the ground and kill his people than believe in the female orgasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, like this shit, this is real. The clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what the fuck are we talking about in the Bible still? Um, I guess my point is, is that so much of the past has seemed like it. it I didn't think of it as propaganda. It didn't make sense to me, but it you were kind of like painting it with that picture yes and then we get to this episode we're going to get into now and i'm like oh i see that he's just fucking he's out in the open with it now like this is yeah. some this is some shit and so, we're, we're going to see it get there's actually one of the craziest uh examples of that is going to happen yeah. in, in today's episode so, so yeah let's uh fucking get to it so so here's something and i i tried to look into it, i couldn't remember so uh second samuel uh chapter 10 um yep uh, basically states that the king of the Ammonites, who apparently David was cool with, I don't remember that from his story. It's never Ash. mentioned. I did a lot of research on this, if you want me to go into it. Uh, let, let, let's go into it, and then let's backtrack with the research. But essentially, uh, chapter 10 starts with, the king of Nahash had died, and his son Hanan, Hanun, uh, reigned in his place. And David basically goes, well, you know, man, I really liked... Nahash, he was always a cool guy. I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to send some guys over to Hanon to, like, comfort him and make him feel good. Like, give him a little pat on the back. Okay, now, let's look at the facts. So, 
David's a newly installed king, has been out pillaging, destroying, conquering, etc. Jew stuff, yeah. Setting up his uh, well, I don't, okay. earthly kingdom. Uh, the general area stuff, not just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the way as far out... stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the way as far out as, as the Euphrates River. So we're talking huge, like the maximum extent that Israel will ever be in history. Um, so now he wants to send the, the Ammonites, who are a constant threat and uh, antagonist to the is- Israelites... Um, he wants to send someone out to basically uh, assign a goodwill, right? The olive branch. Hey, we're buddies, right? Now, first off, that doesn't make any sense. Nahash, the father of Hanun, Nahash who just passed, was maybe mentioned in 1 Samuel. There is a Nahash the Ammonite who is a king that uh, captures Jabesh Gilead that, uh, if you remember the story, it was a few months ago probably at this point, where... The Israelites in uh, Jabesh Gilead said, hey, can we have seven days to ask for help? And if we don't get help, yeah, you can cut out all of our eyes. That was the deal. Remember oh, that, that crazy Nahash? story? Okay. Yeah, and Nahash gave them the time. Nahash was like, yeah, sure, you can have seven days. Sure enough, Saul came and helped save them. And according to – now here's where it gets crazy. According to uh, Josephus, who is a, not- a notable uh, – scholar of the Bible about 900 years after this, um, who also wrote about Jesus. According to Josephus, Nahash was killed by Saul, but that's not in here in the Bible. So if that happened, then this is a different Nahash of the Ammonites, which is Weird. possible. I mean, it's they, been, do, they do repeat a lot of names a lot. It's yeah, it's been like 50, 60 years, maybe, I don't know, 40 years. So it could be a different Nahash. The assumption has to be, though, that it's the same one. So there's kind of a split decision here of who is this guy? Who are we even talking about? Um, is this the guy that maybe David sent his family to live with to be safe while he was running from Saul? Possibly. Maybe that's the connection. There is a Oh, that was the king slew. of sure, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, who fucking knows? I'm just saying this is this is based on what on what uh Google tells me. There's a million different possibilities. No one really knows what's going on here. Um which at the end of the day makes me think and I didn't I'm just inferring this. This I didn't read this anywhere. But let's say that this is bullshit, that this isn't someone that David actually likes, that this is all pretense. What he's doing is sending a mission that he knows will fail over to uh, Nahash's son, Hanun, just so he has an excuse to fuck him up. So with right. that said. That, that that makes sense, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so basically, David sends some servants to Hanun, like, hey, man, I heard your dad said, you know, as the Ammonites and the Jews, we're like the best of buds when we're not at war constantly and we hate each other forever. Um, I just wanted to send some friends over to like hang out with you and, and, and keep you company, you know? For sure. Uh, it's like it's like when my dad died, you know, and uh, all the bullies from my high school that came over and like, hey, man, we just want to hang out with your mom. And I was like, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they love that. Sorry, I was reading. I didn't get your joke. That's all right. No, let's just skip it. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> So Hanun's princes, the princes of the Ammonites, obviously are like, yeah, uh, David's a fucking asshole. And obviously the people that are coming over to, like, uh, hang out with you in your time of grief. uh, Obviously, David doesn't give a fuck. They're just spies. They're just coming to look at us. Like, don't be, you know, obviously. Which makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't trust David. No. No. Not not for a second, especially with his his behavior up to this point. You know, so like considering the amount of assassinations lately, I don't know if I would like let any of David's people come anywhere near me. No, that wasn't David. That was his tr- trusted confidant, 
Joab. Yeah. Who David totally scolded for that. Yeah. Okay, you guys, and made him the general over the entire Israelite army. Yeah. yeah Put him he, in his place. Yeah. You know. Uh, so Hanun sees this. He's like, you know, you guys probably make a good point. I bet these guys are assholes. So I, I don't really understand this. I, I basically equivalent it to a, like a prank. Uh, Hanun takes these guys, cuts their beards up so that they only have half a beard. I don't really. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to read it out to you. Um, Hanun took David's servants, shaved off half of their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks, and sent them away. So basically, he just like put some. It looks like they went through a meat grinder, just their clothes, like a cartoon sort of. Uh, he's straight up. He's clowning these guys. Clowning. Like, them. I mean, this yeah. is. Think about how embarrassing this is. This is like if you. Uh, you know, you send some of your delegates over to the other mob bosses. Right. Uh, they just get headquarters. <laughs> yeah. They, they come back with like streaks shaved in their hair and uh, <laughs> nipple rings or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, whatever, whatever. Whatever you like to do with your friends. Yeah. Just embarrassing. And then making your boys, right? Your yeah. fucking, these are your emissaries, a right. representation of you, walk back all fucking embarrassed and stupid looking in front of everyone. So Sharp, everyone's seen this. Sharpie dicks on their face. It really is a straight-up fucking flex, basically. Right. Uh, so they go, and it's it's hilarious. So what they do is the, the messengers come back, and um, they stay in Jericho, right? And yeah. they stay there until their beards grow back. They're that ashamed. Well, <laughs> it, is, it says that David, like, comes out to them, which I thought was interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah. He heard about it, went out, was like, hey, sorry, fellas. Oops. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cool, even though he fucking knew it wasn't going to be. Yeah. But – uh. It, I just think it's hilarious that, like, instead of taking them back home, he's like, hey, here's the closest town. Hide. Yeah. Don't show your face. Don't show how humiliated you are. Grow your fucking beard back and then come back. Um, so basically a timeout. I can picture this happening to me where I would be like the knight in the last crusade. And I'm just sitting there for the rest of eternity trying to grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking I'd be like one of those Nazis from Inglorious Bastards. That's, I've got the fucking swastika in my head. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to – I got to grow some bangs. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> What I understand is why would they just shave their beards? What you have half a beard? Like I, I thought it was like one of those like goofy like like their beard from everything from the left side of their face is missing, so they just look like they have a full sized beard on their right. Yeah, or do I'm they mean they just what it trimmed is. it like a like like a light trim? Oh, because that would be classy. No, I'm thinking that they cut cut it in half because that's yeah. that's that would make sense. That would be weird. I've definitely yeah. you know I've definitely I've definitely I suck at shaving. And yeah. I will oftentimes, because I'll steam the mirror, right? And I got no idea where the fuck my razor's going. So I'll just go sure. to work with, like, half a mustache or, or just, like, and then sometimes I'll come in with just, like, the middle just of my mustache. a little itty-bitty mustache. A little bitty-bitty mustache okay. right underneath yeah, my nose. Go. You, yeah. know, yeah. Time, okay. you know what I'm talking about. I wondered if we were going to go there. Cool. <laughs> All right. So just be call yourself a Nazi a few more times this episode. That way everyone forgets what I said about cops. Uh, okay. So, anyway. See, we're on the opposite the, side. You like Nazis when they die. And I like Fantastic. Uh, just completely irredeemable. Anyways, so the Ammonites uh, basically realize, hey, oh shit, we pissed off David. Surprise, surprise, right? Uh, maybe it's because you fucked up his boys. And realizing that they had pissed them off, they hire, it says, 20,000 Aramean, Aramean, Aramean Mine's foot soldiers. Syrians. Oh, stupid. Uh, <laughs> they hire a bunch of other Middle Easterners. Um, and they also go to King Makkah, uh, who has a thousand men, and also 12,000 men from Tob. So they're amassing a small army here. Um, 
35,000-ish people. See, to me, it does sound like it's a prank that went bad. You know, it's like it's, it's like some guy comes over. Hey, man, we heard you guys. Have, it's like some some dudes in suits, some filthy Italians walk into no, your no, shop no. and they're okay. like, hey, uh, I heard you have some. Uh, I, I heard how you like your place. You'd be real bad if a brick went through your fucking window. And you're like, who are you guys? And he just pants them and then you piss in their mouth, you know, and then they leave, come back and then someone's like, you know, that's the mob, right? And you're like, oh, shit. I no, probably no, no, shouldn't no. have goofed on them. Think about it like this. David's people are writing the story, right? <laughs> okay. He sends his private messengers to the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Tells everyone, hey, I'm going to try and be cool with these guys, not go to war. Suddenly his dudes get their beards half shaved off and their clothes cut in half. Do you really think that they had a message of peace? And then suddenly the enemy amasses an army and all of his buddies around him. Hell fucking oh, no. Oh, and his emissaries are them. hiding. They don't even have any. No one's going to question them or see them. No, David's messengers went with a message of war or of being like, hey, you guys are a bunch of little fucking pansies, blah, blah, blah. We're going to fuck you up. And so Probably. that's why they responded in kind. I think that David sent them with a uh, with a um, antagonistic message. Basically. That's why they disrespected him, fucked him up, and then amassed a giant army. Uh, yes. That makes sense, I guess. More sense and than so this that way shit. David can say, hey, I was just trying to, you know. Be cool with them. And sorry, Israel, we got to go to war again. Oops. It's, it's like Pearl Harbor, you know? Yeah. Like, we How were pretending so? to be cool with Japan. But really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was all about states' rights or something. Okay. So, uh, basically, like, now... Oh, no. We have to go to war now? What with this Pearl Harbor we totally didn't yeah, predict? Yeah. yeah, we totally... Our, oh, our radars are all turned off. Whoops. Oh, how'd that happen? So, the Ammonites came out and they draw up in a battle formation at the entrance of their city gate. And uh, David has sent Joab and his entire army. So the entire Israelite army with Joab, the shamed Joab, the right? Joab who killed that one uh, leader of the old guard who David cursed forever and yes. would never trust again, but is also in charge of his entire army. Also failed upwards straight into the top general position. Yeah, whatever. You know. Hey, hey, hey it's whatever. Totally, I don't know. You know it's <laughs> totally not... No quid pro quo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Joab shows up with the whole Israelite army. The Ammonites and all their allies that they've hired slash brought in are uh, ready to uh, defend themselves. Joab sees these battle lines in front of him and behind him and is like, oh, fuck. So you may remember Joab had a brother named Asahal who got stabbed in the by the Butt end of a spear by Abner. By Abner, he had another brother named Abishai who's with him now, and is basically like the other general. Mm-hmm. So they go to each other and they have the dumbest fucking conversation. This is like makes no sense tactically. So they <laughs> go to each other before this battle. They've got two fronts, and they're like, "All right, we're going to split the army in half." He goes, "Abishai, you go fight that side." He tells Abishai to go fight the. Uh, are Aramaeans. I like that it's no, very sorry. much like a big brother, little brother thing where like uh, essentially uh, Joab's like, okay, we've got the, you're saying Aramaeans. My book says Syrians, but sure. we've got the we'll Syrians. I'll, I'll switch to Syrians. We have the Syrians behind us and we've got the Ammonites in front of us. I'm going to take all the best guys yeah. and fight the Syrians and you get, you know, controller number two, the janky one, and you get to take the mediocre men and go fight those Ammonites. Well, the Ammonites are lesser. The, the, sure. uh, the, Syrians are the biggest force, so it does make sense. But here's the stupid part. He goes, you're going to go fight the Ammonites. I'm going to fight the Syrians. If one of us has trouble, 
the other one will just come to our rescue. The, yeah, the, no shit. I guess a way of looking at this is like, hey, we're going to pick up this table, right? Okay. And if it's too heavy for you, I'll just come around to the other side and help you carry it. And if my side's too heavy for me, you just come around and help me carry my side. Yeah, we'll be fine. Just abandon your army that's directly in front of you. <laughs> but the idea is that they're assuming only one side is going to be trouble, which doesn't make any sense. Obviously, there's a there's a potential here that they're both going to be overwhelmed. And the idea of we're going to be backup for each other when we're both fighting different fronts is going, it's like, just doesn't make any fucking sense. I think it would be funny if in both instances they were like, like the Syrians are attacking them, the Ammonites are attacking them. They're like, oh, it looks like the other guys are having a real tough time with that. Everyone, let's all just change. And then they end up just fighting the other army just for the fun of it. <laughs> just keep just a fucking tornado of fuck. It is a confusing ass tactical plan, but you know what? Maybe this is why Joab got the job. Maybe he knows something I don't, yeah, right? Maybe he's, he's clearly. I've barely ever even killed a Syrian. So yeah. who am I? <laughs> you know? Who am I to say? So it says that Joab and his troops uh, advance on the Syrians and they flee before him. So the 20,000 Syrians are just getting fucking stomped by the Israelites. So he uh, turns around to go check out Abishai and helps him fight the Ammonites who are inside the city. So they're like fortified. So they they basically, the reinforcements are there, the Syrians, they scare off the Syrians, and then they uh, march towards the city to wipe out the Ammonites. So the Syrians, as we know... Are tough people, right? We've heard of, heard a lot about them, right? They're dealing with Turkey and shit. If you're, so if, they go. If you're gonna be ugly, you got to be tough. Yeah, I don't know about. I'm gonna. I don't agree with that. Uh, so <laughs> the Syrians uh, get routed, but they regroup. Uh, so Hadadezer, who is their leader, um, was brought from beyond the Euphrates River, went to Helam uh, with Shobak. I'm saying all these names. I don't know why I'm fucking... A bunch of people, uh, they, they move, right? Yeah, basically the Syrians uh, like are like, well, that fucking sucked. Let's regroup. But in their own territory. They're, yes. You know... They, a defensive they, position. They're, they're regrouping in their own land. Which I, I, I think... I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see this. So basically, the Syrians are amassing for war, and David hears this shit, and is like, oh, shit, let me rebuild our army... And essentially crosses the Jordan to fight them, like Correct. a preemptive strike. You know, yeah. Mission so David accomplished. Gets, I was under the impression that uh, Joab and uh, Abishai had the entire army, but apparently not, because it says David gathers all of Israel. I guess the women and children and old people. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he gets Slaves. more people from somehow and crosses over and goes to Halem, where the uh, Syrians are. And they formed battle lines, but they all fled before Israel again. We don't get any sweet, gory battle scenes. No. This is hardly Lord of the Rings. But David, it says, killed 700 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers, which is especially impressive considering that they only had an army of 20,000. So he killed twice as many of them as there even were. Right. Pretty badass. Pretty badass. He basically, I'm picturing he had like a warlock with him, and they killed them, and then Re- resurrected them. Yeah. They got the old kill again. witch of Endor. Yeah, uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, looking at it from sort of a, a a little bit of a wider perspective, I mean, what really happened? Wider, wider. Oh, I thought you were gonna like go white with it. Huh. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, I mean, what is this story thus far? Is that David sends some messengers like, "Hey, bro, just want to be best buds." They get uh, disrespected, so David decides to go to fucking war with them. 
Um, they retreat, and then David's like, oh, no, it looks like I have to cross the Jordan, leave my boundaries, and invade another nation in self-defense. I mean, yeah. this is just classic, like, oh, we're at a war of self-defense that involves us attacking these, I guess, pre-Palestinians or whatever. If this is all true, it's a it makes sense. But likely it's not. David's writing the story, basically. Making, he's only going to make himself sound like a good guy until we get to the next chapter, I guess. <laughs> um, some things you just can't escape from. But, uh, yeah, the point being, it really seems like he probably antagonized them into doing this. He wanted more land. He wanted to fuck shit up um, and found a reason to uh, by, by hook or there by There's probably some Hebrew-speaking people on that side of the river, and he had to cross in to get the more living space. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. You know? I'm sure there's a word for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to us getting to a point in the Bible where you can stop comparing Jewish people to Nazis. <laughs> I just, like, if there's one thing that's going to get us taken off the air. <laughs> this is constant comparison. The FCC, for some World reason, is going to get involved. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're doing bad shit. That's fair. So, anyways, that's chapter 10. Um the Syrians got beat so bad, not only because twice as many of them died as there were, but just because, uh, I guess, David was leading the charge and all that shit, that they decide never to help the Ammonites ever again, and they go back home for good. Yep. That's chapter 10. Sort of so, like a... Uh, sort of like a... Uh, hold on, let me think of this joke. Yeah, take all day. What's the name of that... Uh, uh, yeah, it's sort of like a uh, Vichy France situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you just were reaching for the Nazis. No, 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 no. It's like it's like, hey, we beat you. Now you're on our side. They're like, yeah, totally. We're not going to help the allies anymore. Fair. We enough. work for you now. <laughs> but they're not. They just ran away. Nice try. You're just the you're you're like a real Alex Jones type character right now. With <laughs> conspiracies. All right. Okay. Don't don't. They're not lizard. Don't people. paint me with that fucking brush. All right. You take that back. I did, and I think it was honestly pretty kind of me. I think that was the <laughs> nicest route I could have taken. So, chapter 11. Let's get into the actual meat of this episode. This is going to be the fun shit. Uh, this is honestly the reason I decided to read the Bible is just for this story. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole thing. Fucking slow jerk o'clock. So let's remember before we get into this, David is the basically the hero of the Bible, if there is one. Um, everything he's done so far has been perfect. At least in the eyes of the people who wrote this, obviously to us we found issue. Yeah, I don't. I don't, our, I don't even like him as a friend. Yeah, I mean through our modern lenses, right? But you can see how a more uh, primitive conquering group of peoples Whoa. would just look up to him. Primitive. Just, yeah, people that lived three thousand years ago are a little more primitive I won't than people sit that live here today. And let you call them savages, Grant. Well, I did, and you will. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I, I think we get from from our modern perspective, yeah, David seems like an asshole. But I can almost understand they're like, no, 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 David's a good guy. God loves him. Look at how many people he killed. Yeah, he, he killed so many killed bad so people many and made slaves. Yep. That's yeah. fucking street justice. It is street justice, honestly. So the, this chapter starts off kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to read it verbatim, which I don't like to do. But chapter 11, verse 1. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war... David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. So apparently there's a time of the year, you know, me, my wife, we clean the house yeah, in the spring. You know, I like to do a little plant sale. I start mowing sale. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, 
I, I, I, um, I do a little bit more beekeeping. You know, I have to be more active yeah. in it, you know. But Ooh, uh, apparently in I spring struck. is the time where kings are like, hey, you know what would be cool if we start sending men to their death? I can see it. You know, there's more. There's a lot of animals out making love that you can eat. Uh, there is mm-hmm. – uh, it's not as cold. You know, it's more comfortable to stay in a tent that time of year. It's before the summer when it gets so hot. True. It is kind yeah. of the perfect time to go to It work, is definitely so. the perfect time to go. I mean, you got the pollen allergies are about to start ramping up. Makes sense. I prefer the fall. You know, where it's like for war. Since if I lived back then, I didn't have football. Right. I would at least have war to do. Right. You know, just something um, to keep you interested. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's wartime. <laughs> just because of just because of where the sun lies um, relative to the, or where rather where how the Earth is tilted relative to the sun, we're gonna go to war. Um, David stays in Jerusalem. Let me add that note. So Joab takes the army. David stays at home. So apparently, kings don't actually go to war. They just send the young and the poor out to die for them. Interesting, that. Uh, like we do today. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. changed. Yep. So. Nothing even profound about that. Just a factual statement. Yeah, I'm not even joking. That David's so David, just hanging out. David's hanging out while people are dying uh, at sword point and walking around on his big-ass cool palace. And In looks the middle down. of the night. I, I, we should mention that the story happens that just it one evening, evening, David yeah, arose so, from his bed and walking there. So it's just the middle of the night. He just wakes up from a sleep. And it's like, you know, I think I'll, I'll just, just walk on the top of my roof. Well, I think people used to do that a lot more back in the day. Um, just roof walking in the middle of the night. Like you get up out of yeah. bed. You think anyone ever was like, yes. oh, it's 2 a.m. Dude, it's a nice, cool, comfortable bed. No, they used to do that. Uh, people used to have sex at night all the time. What oh, was it I called? I did hear about that. Yeah. Like I heard yeah. that. I, well, this is, a, this is a tangent, but eight hours of sleep is like a modern thing. You're supposed to have four yeah. hours of sleep, then rough sex. And then another and then, four hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that what way, God intended. Yeah. 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 So so Don't we can cr- assume that it's like 2 a.m. David wakes up horny as hell and decides yeah. to go for a walk on the top of his roof. Probably to jerk off onto the street, people. Probably. That's what I would do if I was king. I can't hold that one. Of all the things that he's done that's fucked up, that one actually sounds pretty <laughs> that'd be, cool. That'd be, I, I, I've heard of yeah. throwing pennies off the Eiffel Tower, but yeah, yeah, what yeah. I really want to do, jerk off a balcony. So He's looking down upon Jerusalem, and what does he see? Well, what is his rather peeping eye, Tom? Right. Sorry. Rather, what does his peeping Tom eye see? Uh, a beautiful, beautiful young woman taking a bath. Um, Which I don't so believe this is the first time this ever happened. This is probably like a nightly oh, thing. Oh, hell him. no. Yeah, you know, fucking. Hell no, dude. He's a fucking voyeur. Yeah. So he sends someone to find out about her. He's like, hey, maybe I can just fucking make her mine. He's the king. There's nothing stopping him. He has he has wives out the fucking wazoo. Yeah, let's, he let's just fucking... he's like he's like when you're rich and you're king, they just let you do it. Yeah, you just grab he's like women. The, he's like the bone collector, that serial killer from the Morgan Freeman Angelina Jolie movie, okay. except he's the woman collector. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, the point is that David's on just in the middle of the night, walks on his roof, sees a woman bathing. She's hot. He's horny. He's like, you know what? That's yeah. all the information. How I need close? Have. How close do you think she has to be? It's night, right? It's evening at least. So there's torchlight at best. Right. Probably moonlight. Yeah. Probably moonlight, maybe torchlight. You see a woman. It has to be a decent distance, right? Because she's taking a bath. She feels safe to do it unless she's flirting with him. Mm. Um, How do you know that she's beautiful? Did he just see some big old titties? That's what I think. That's all I need to see. There's no (laughs) way that he saw her face. Right? Maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a full moon. He I sees... can tell that a woman's beautiful at maybe 40 yards max. <laughs> I don't, you know, I've never, after I've that, never thought about that's it. That's a lot of guesswork after that. That's a lot know? of guesswork. Yeah, it is true. I, honestly, she could have a lazy eye. 
honestly. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Lazy eye women, y'all are beautiful. Okay. You're all my well, queens. Back, backtracking that one. Um, I did need to backtrack. I've said enough yeah, heinous that's things today. Uh, advocating violence against police, that's fine, but... <laughs> I Yes. You take that back, what you said about lazy-eyed women. Um, well, I know they're not police because they can't shoot straight. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to accidentally shoot a white person. jeez. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right. So anyway, the point is, is that David sees this woman and he tells his guards, hey, 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 you see that hot piece of ass over there? I need you to go. He basically says, who is that woman? And they go, yeah. oh, that's, are you talking about Bathsheba? Uh, Real quick, Bathsheba, uh, breaking that down, stands for bath slut. So, <laughs> what a name. What a name. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, hey, who's that uh, woman uh, bathing naked in the middle of the night? They're like, you mean bath slut? Oh, she's married to uh, Uriah, the Hittite, who we've never mentioned before, I don't think. He's just... I don't think this is the so. the first time. They're like, oh, yeah, Uriah, the Hittite. Uh, that's his wife. And he's like, mm, okay, would you bring her to my room? And, Yikes. And I read, All right, first off, I, I want to read the fuck? whole verse, yeah. Uh, so he finds out that she's married to Uriah, the Hittite, and he doesn't even fucking... There's no, there's no verse where he wrestles with it. He just goes, hmm... Uh, 2 Samuel 11.4 Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. Um, I want us to break down, because there's a lot in that verse that my Bible is going to go to great lengths to try to explain, but I want us to specifically cover it. Um, So one, David sends some guys, and they take her. They didn't ask her. They didn't, like, message her. There was no fucking flirting. They grab her and oh, no. bring her to David's home. He's the king. Of course yeah. there's no flirting. And then she came to him, and he lay with her. And the line where she says, for she was cleansed from her impurity, basically stating that she had just finished her period and was having that final bath to, like, be clean to go into her own home. Yeah, yeah. She was finally... No longer a nasty woman uh, with fucking blood leaking out of her. My Bible wants to break this down that um, essentially, uh, I'll just read it. Bathsheba may have been guilty of some indiscretion in her immodesty. And Jesus apparently fuck. she made no effort to resist the amorous intent of the king because she came to him. So it's such a fucking Harvey Weinstein rape apologetic bullshit that... The king sends his guards, drags you from your home in the middle of the night, and now you're in the king's bedroom, and he's like, hey, uh, do you want to fuck? What are your options really in that situation? Dude, I cannot believe that your concordance actually says that. Like, Let's, we need to meet to that motherfucker. Why didn't she it. fight him enough? Why didn't she yeah. fight off the king of Israel who's anointed by God? You know, These are the... I would like to imagine that whoever wrote that concordance also defended Bill Clinton and called Monica Lewinsky a homewrecker. That, why didn't she do enough to stop him, you know? Like, it's such uh, a fucking... It's so shitty. I'm going to barf, dude. Christians. Gross. Yeah. Worse than cops. Just, I mean, well, they say the same thing about those kids. Like, wow, did you really seduce, seduce the youth pastor? He was such a good man. <laughs> What yeah. did you have to do to get him to suck you off, yeah, young man? Yeah. <laughs> these these kids seducing all these good young men of God, you know, you go, he drags you into his fucking rectory and you don't fight him off. God, fucking horny why little she, five-year-old children. 
<laughs> Why did they do enough to fight off the king of Israel? You know, fuck, dude, that pisses me off. I wish. <laughs> okay, so anyways, he smashes, gets her pregnant. Obviously, right? Her period's done, so apparently she's fully fertile Ready at this point. Go. And he has that strong David seed, right? That God gave him. Dehoy. Um. So this David realizes what story. he did, finds out she's pregnant. He's a smart man. He wants to do the right thing here, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So David fucks this dude's wife uh, with, I guess, guards helping him. Like, it's a whole conspiracy yeah. theory, you know? Yes, correct. So he brings Uriah is at the battlefront, right? This dude is out dying for fucking getting, getting, facing danger, right? On behalf of David, who sent him out just to do war because yeah, it's, it's spring. It's springtime time. Man. <laughs> yeah. So he's out there risking his neck. David's fucking his wife back home, right? Which is what the Coast Guard does to the Navy in the United States. I don't know if you knew about that. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so, anyways. Uh, so, David decides, I'm going to bring Uriah home. Let him sleep with his wife. Bada bing, bada boom. He'll think it's his kid. Because somehow she knew she was pregnant instantly. Which is, I don't think that's how it works, even today. You can know. But it takes a few weeks. That's why, that's why they should make abortion illegal after the first week. Oh my God. You can just okay, taste so. it. You're like, I think I'm taste. pregnant. I ate a lot of oranges today or whatever. I know these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. And honestly, if it's a legitimate rape. I did. I had to drink twice as much wine to get drunk today. <laughs> if it's a legitimate um, pregnancy, the body has ways of letting you know. Great, 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 great. Thank you. Uh, thank you from the senator from Kentucky or whoever the fuck said that. Um, so what happens next? Uh, Uriah comes home, but he's a fucking good guy, right? He's actually the best guy that we've met yet. Uh, up there with Saul, I would say, or Joseph. Is that really what boy. you took from it? I, I thought it was a funny. L- l- let's cover a little bit of the story, then let's kind of go into it. Cause, okay. So, so David's in a bind. Uh, the woman he's been fucking, uh, the he's been jodying some dude, and yeah. the woman he's been fucking is pregnant, and he's like, "Fuck, the fucking guy, the the husband's at war. No one's, everyone's going to be fucking suspicious when he comes home, and his wife is several months pregnant." You know, yeah, that's going to be obviously. suspicious. I got to figure out. So he recalls him and he's like, hey, man, uh, what's up, bro? King shit. Uh, I just wanted to, like, chat with you and see how you're doing. So they just have, like, this fucking small talk, you know. Like, David's just like, hey, Uriah, what's up? He's like, Uriah's like, yeah, you called me from the front, like, the entire war, just me? And he's like, yeah, I just want to know how Job is doing, how things are going. Like, yeah, so he, he asks, he asks, he asks like Uriah is his reporter, right? Yeah. He's asking him all the questions about how the war's going, but arbitrarily chose him so the guy's never been mentioned before david yeah. doesn't know him obviously or he would know who his wife was right they wouldn't have to ask about her so right. anyways he's like we're continue. buds now we're cool hey i really like you a lot uh i just wanted to, i just wanted to hear about how the war's going okay great hey man well you know what you're home now um why don't you take some food and like go home wash your feet hang out man you're, you're here now yeah and uh david sent him a gift from the palace basically just romancing this dude yeah i don't know if david felt bad I don't think so. I think he's just trying to cover up. I think I think he's because what he's he's like he's like, hey man, I brought you home from the war. Why don't you go home, wash your feet, do whatever you got to do, bro. Just just you know whatever. Because I think he's like, oh man, all I need is Uriah to fuck his wife once enough to like don't muddy the waters. And yeah, yeah. Then he's gonna raise exactly. my kid, you know. Exactly. But the problem is, is that Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace. With all of his master's servants and did not go down to the house. So David says, you, uh, you know, why didn't Uriah go home? Like, ha- 
hasn't he just got back from a military campaign? Should, shouldn't he want to go see his yeah, wife? Yeah. And Uriah replies, the Ark in Israel and Judah are staying in tents. And my commander Joab and my lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house and eat and drink and fuck my wife? Surely <laughs> as you said. live, I will not do such a thing. So basically he's saying, I'm not going to. He's such a better guy than David who sent this man to war to fuck in his fucking his wife. He's saying, while my boys are out there fucking struggling, I'm not even going to have sex with my wife. It is kind of a God funny damn. thing. Like David's like basically like, hey, man, Uriah, what's up? I brought you home from the war. Don't you want to like hang out, eat some raisin cakes or whatever? Go fuck your wife. I mean, you know, you're here, bro. Like, why not talk about it? And, and, and Uriah's like, bro, there's a fucking war going on. Who has time to think about sex? I can just imagine David be like, yeah, that's true, bro. I would totally. Yeah. <laughs> It's he just war. shows what a what a shitty leader David is. That, um, I mean, maybe it's that the power has corrupted David, right? Maybe he wouldn't have done this five ten years ago, uh, before I it started going to his I head. I think he's a. I think David's just a piece of shit. He's a horny boy. He's Agreed. Been fucking his way. I agree. He's been fucking his way through this Bible the whole time. So where was Uriah when God was picking a king? Because this dude, <laughs> this guy, sounds pretty who's, selfish. Who's dedicated to the war in Israel and the defeat of uh, Israel's enemies, and who won't even just like fuck around. He won't even fuck his own wife, let alone fuck someone else's. Yeah, well, that we know. That we know. Who knows what he was doing out there in the foxholes? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, That's true. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I, to me, it's kind of funny that David's like, "Hey, uh, how can I get this guy to fuck his wife?" And Uriah just making it so difficult. But David has a brilliant idea, right? He's not done yet. So he says, tell you what, Uriah, stay here. We'll send you back uh, tomorrow, just one more day. And he basically has a big-ass feast and gets Uriah drunk as hell. And he's like, this is it, you know? Drunk dude, he's going to go plow his wife. Easy peasy. Drunk guy, back from the war. He's definitely going to go home and bang his wife. Yeah. Honestly, my issue with this is that at this point i feel like david could have been like oh yeah you went home and fucked your wife last night oh you totally got drunk but he doesn't take that tact instead uriah just lays down and falls asleep right there basically doesn't go home stays at the palace probably got him too drunk probably you gotta it's a fine line isn't get it that buzz yeah otherwise you get whiskey yeah. dick and that's no good for anybody <laughs> so well you know again <laughs> if it works it works uh David realizes now that his plan is not going to work. He's not going to be able to get Uriah to do this. The man is too good. He's above reproach. He's a better person than David, which also probably pisses David off. Um, so he sends him back. But then he does one other thing. He writes a letter to his trusty general, Joab, who is totally not a piece of shit, <laughs> and says, listen, put Uriah out in the front where the fighting is the fiercest. Then, once he's out there, withdraw everyone but Uriah. So that he dies for sure. Yeah, basically and take Joab, him out into the war and then fucking abandon him. And Joab proves that he's totally not a yes man. That he's totally not the one that killed uh, Abner on David's orders. And says, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll do whatever you ask. Like, Joab doesn't even fucking wait. What's funny is that he writes this note and then has Uriah basically, hey, you're right. I know how much you want to go back to the war. And you're fucking such a good boy. You care so much. Hey, would you take this note to Joab? And your eyes yeah. like right away, master. Whatever God wants, and just like fucking runs off, carrying the and note for his own death. Yeah, that's where the trope of like yeah, delivering your own uh, death death warrant is yeah. kind of a thing, right? Yeah. You see that a lot. Um, but it's funny shit. So uh, true to his word, Joab's like, well, if that's what fucking the king of Israel wants, then yeah, I'm obviously gonna do it. 
So uh, they take Uriah out to the front. I'm, I'm assuming they're fighting the Ammonites still, because that's the only one we've really heard about fortified cities. I, I, yeah, it's the Ammonites still. So they take Uriah out in the middle of the war, and then right when the battle's the hottest, they retreat without telling Uriah and let him just get fucking slaughtered by the enemy. Basically just fucking him over. Which is pretty crazy um, that this worked. Like, again, this this just smacks of bullshit. Um, it's on the level of, oh, yeah, Na- you know, the sky's not real and NASA's faking it all. Like, how many fucking people would have to be involved to pull this off? To, to that somehow entire the entire army, army knew to retreat, but not your I, – I don't get it, but whatever. We'll, we'll play along, Israelites. We'll play along. It's a real Benghazi situation. <laughs> I got him. Um. So basically, Joab uh, sends David a full account of the battle via messenger, and he has this weird little thing where I, I didn't get this part, but he basically says, "Hey, if David gets pissed about us being too close to the wall," uh, and then he references Abimelech being killed by the woman dropping the millstone on him, which happened like fucking in Judges, I think. Um, he's like, "Yeah, if David gets pissed because we were too close to the wall, just say, oh, by the way, Uriah the Hittite died, and he'll be cool.'" <laughs> like give him an suspicious. account give him an account and basically he's like tell the messenger hey go to david tell him what happened tell him that we got too close to the walls of the city and that uh we got uh fucking slaughtered a little bit like a lot of people yeah, died yeah. which basically yeah. he's like hey tell david that uh i made a huge tactical mistake and a lot of israelites died because i got too close to this fortified wall and if david gets angry just be like oh by the way uriah's dead so like, it, it's like it's like when you go to your dad and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I fucked up the car last week and I was driving drunk. He's like, what? And he's like, but I was driving drunk to get an abortion. And he's like, oh, okay, shit. All oh, right. hell yeah. yeah and right. fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because I, what I never, you know, we talked a lot uh, growing up about the story and how, oh, David was very bad. But don't worry, he's going to be good again soon. Um, but also Is about it? how he had he had Uriah killed, you know. No one talks about the fact that a lot of fucking people died for this. Yeah. Ever. It, it, so not just Uriah. It says a few of David's army fell. Probably a lot. Or it says some of the men in the army fell. It doesn't even mention these guys, right? They're a fucking footnote. They, were, they died just so Uriah would also die, just so David could get his stupid little dick this wet. Whole little long, this whole long con cover-up that, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting that Uriah cares so much about his fellow brethren in the army that he won't even fuck his wife, which cool, I guess. Uh, whereas yeah, David's like, gay, but whatever. Yeah, whereas David's totally fine uh, letting Uriah go to his death, if it even if it means a bunch of other Israelites have to die too to cover it up. It's kind of an interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, total. This is why Alex Jones uh, has fodder. I mean, this is this goes back to this is some fucking deep state shit. Yeah, this is it was always always been going on. Uh, and basically that's it. Uh, he said, oh yeah, we got too close to the wall and the archers shot out and they killed Uriah. And I, I, I love that this is like 11, uh, second Samuel eleven twenty five. Basically, uh, David hears this account like, oh yeah, we lost a bunch of guys and some archers got too close. And we, we got a little bit, we, yeah, we fucked up. We shouldn't have gotten that close to the wall. You know, it happened. And, and David's like, oh, don't worry, bro. Shit happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It do be like that. You know? he, said, he says, you know. The sword devours one as well as the other, he says. So, you know, but hey, it happens. Yeah, it happens, um, you know. Don't beat yourself too up about it, you know. Uh, but you know what we should do? We should, to, to honor Uriah, let's go take that city. 
Yeah, so then he says, oh, yeah, tell him this time to press the attack and destroy the city. Basically the same plan, but this time don't pull back just to get a bunch of dudes slaughtered. And, uh, of course, they do that. Um, uh, then David, of course, turns around after uh, Bathsheba, Bathsheba uh, is done mourning Uriah, brings her into the house, makes her a wife. And sure enough, she bears him a son, uh, the son of... Uh, marital infidelity. Yeah, I don't think it's really named, but uh, but I, I think to note is that uh, in the final verse of this chapter, but God was greatly displeased. So not not oh, not really? to be aware that God was kind of like, huh? I wonder about uh, all this bullshit and trickery just so you can fuck another man's wife. I'm not a big fan. Um, Let, let's let's recap a little bit of Bible history real quick. So David conspired to kill many Israelites to cover up his infidel or his. Basically, I would assume rape of this woman, right? Essentially, yeah. I, I, I have don't, to I don't like to call her. it an adultery. It's it's a no. it's some Harvey Weinstein fucking. When the king and fuck Harvey Weinstein, that was just about money. This is the fucking king, the 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 theo, theocrat, right? Brings a not that what Harvey Weinstein did is okay, <laughs> but this dude is is in charge of her. Literally, I think it was a lot more threat of violence. Correct. Yeah, brings her into his house, fucks her, knocks her up. Because he knocked her up, because he had sex with her at the wrong time of the month, he then has her husband and many other soldiers murdered, and God is displeased. Meanwhile, the Israelites walking in the desert for 40 years asked for some water, and God slaughtered like <laughs> half of them. It is, it is so, kind of funny. We're going to get to uh, the, the, the next chapter. is going to talk a little about what the punishment for this deed is, because God's obviously yeah. not happy. And it's going to be, well, we'll get to it. But Oh, it, it's it, a real it's, tough it's, one. It's, it's a, yeah. Oh, poor David. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna learn a valuable lesson. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like how nothing is ever David's fault. Uh, my Bible even states that, like, yeah, I mean, technically, David happened to be on the roof, and he just happened to see this naked woman, and she didn't fight back enough, so, yeah, he just happened to fucking rape her. God, that stupid bitch. And her dumb husband. <laughs> it's all his fault. If he would have just... He's the one that didn't have sex with her. If, what an idiot. If he had just gone home, fucked his wife, and raised his cuckold baby, none of this shit would have had to happen, and God would have probably been cool with it. Yeah. Soldiers, if you're listening... And I'm sure you are. Uh, when you go home, even if it's just for a few days from deployment, fuck your wife. Fuck your wife. Because you don't want to. You don't want to get sent to the front line by President Trump. Because <laughs> <laughs> that will not be a coincidence. That will not be a coincidence. Um, You're gonna yeah. be in one of those sweet ISIS videos that Cole likes to send. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be you in a cage screaming as the gasoline gets poured. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. yeah, make sure you fuck your wife. Make sure you raise that kid, whatever his eye color is. I don't know. Hell yes. So, chapter 12, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Nathan rebukes David, is what my Bible calls this one. Remember Nathan? That's only been mentioned once. I think he's one of David's kids. No, he was the one that... uh, He's a prophet. We mentioned him last, but when we first mentioned David's kids in Hebron, I'm almost positive we mentioned Nathan. No, I don't like that. I think you're you're making that up. Hold on. No, this can't be right. Uh, he does. No, David can't. does have a son named Nathan, but it's the son of Bathsheba. Yeah, he hasn't been born yet. All right, so it's a different Nathan. He's going to have him with this woman. Um, he was just an eminent prophet, is what my my concordance says. Regardless, the Lord sends Nathan to David. Right? Nathan gets there and says, "Let me tell you a story. I'm just going to run through this parable, and you guys, you guys." 
uh, tell me when you're catching on. I won't be able to hear you. That's not how podcasts work, but you can do it anyways in your car. Mm -hmm. So Nathan says to David, all right, there's two men in a town. There's a rich one. There's a poor one. The rich one had a large number of sheep and cattle, and the poor man just had one little ewe lamb, and he he had bought. And he now, loved he that raised shit. the lamb. He grew he grew up. It grew up with him and his children. He shared his food with it. It drank from his cup, which is just fucking stupid and gross. <laughs> it even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. So getting really weird ISIS vibes from this, too. Huh. Now, a traveler came to the rich man, and the rich man wants to have a party for the traveler, obviously. And so instead of taking one of the, his own many cattle or sheep to feed the man, he goes and takes that ewe lamb from the poor man and prepared it for the traveler. It says now that David burned with anger against the man and said to Nate, because David's a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. David gets pissed off at this story and he goes, well, we should do something about this rich man, right? <laughs> he doesn't understand how parables work, apparently. Uh, He's a fucking moron. Uh, well, this is your typical religious hypocrisy bullshit. Yeah. It's very much like that story that Joan of Arc told the Dauphin. You remember that? Where she's like, she goes to the, the Dauphin and she goes, what do you call a baker who pulls his cake out before it's done? And he goes, I would call him not a baker. And she goes, what would you call a king who divides up his kingdom before it's before he's become king? And he's like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good story. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's basically the same thing. You fucking old. Um, <laughs> So David gets all pissed off and indignant about this rich man who's such an asshole. Again, this was before you had television. Yeah. And uh, well, well, David. Nathan as says, far as David's concerned, he's one of God's anointed. He's a good guy. He's a he's, he 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he believes in God. You know. I'm the hero of this story. And Nathan says, "Motherfucker, that's you. <laughs> God sent me. He's God anointed you over Israel. He delivered the house of Saul into your hands. He fucking gave you everything." Like, why are you such an asshole? And and Nathan rants for a solid, like, ten verses in a row. I like that he's like, God has given you so much. And if you had just said that I want more, God would have given that to you, too. Like, what is your fucking problem? Yeah. Why would he have said that, though? That would be weird. That would be a little, little, a little bit of a looking the gift horse in the mouth, I would say. Anyways, <laughs> he's like, you struck down Uriah. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Um, you took his wife to be your own. Nothing about the other soldiers that perished. You broke my but- commandments. Yeah, yeah. So it says, uh, I don't know what this means, but Nathan says, now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house, which sounds fucking cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I Why would you want yeah. the sword? Well, he says, you have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and now the sword shall never leave your house. So it's kind of like, you have, I, I actually love this. It's a little bit, I mean, I, I think if you put it against modern morals and sort of what an atheist would agree uh, it's sure. God's a piece of shit, but it is of kind of a funny little jab that he's like, okay, so you killed a man, you fucked his wife, and you disgraced Israel. So what? And you did it all in secret because you think you're so fucking cool. What I'm yeah. gonna do is I'm going to kill your family. I'm gonna have your wives get fucked, but it's all gonna be public. Hope you like watching your wife get fucked in front of you, and we're all gonna laugh and watch and watch your wife get fucked, and your wife's gonna get fucked, and we're all gonna watch. A lot of wife. Nathan's like, Nathan's like, please God, let this prophecy be me. That me be the guy. Yeah, this prophecy. Like, had, this is like our. This is. It's a, there's a lot of cuck imagery in this fucking chapter. Yeah. Apparently, that's the ultimate thing is when someone fucks your property. Uh, <laughs> it's about as bad as it can get. Uh, so, Nathan goes home, and what does the Lord do? He strikes 
the child within Uriah that was had just been born to David, I guess, rather, uh, and becomes ill. So the the son of David uh, is sick now. This is Bathsheba's kid, right? Yeah, Bathsheba's kid. Right. Um, Uriah's wife, my bad. So uh, David's pleading with God for the child. He's fasting and spending the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground, which, uh, you know, for a king, I guess that is quite a step down. It is kind of a funny, yeah. So, yeah, God's all, uh, David's all miserable because his bastard son is getting sick, which is God's way of punishing David for sending a man to his death that he's like, oh, yeah, you, you, you're, you, you did a bad thing. You broke my commandments. Your kid's really going to get it. Yeah, it's like how Harvey Weinstein is walking around with a walker now. Like, see, um, so I feel so bad about this. <laughs> my, I feel so bad. My my legs hurt. <laughs> These hips that what did it are now really starting to pain me. Oh, my. dude, if you think he did any pumping, you have no idea what goes on in Hollywood. You know, he just sat there, fucking dirty slob. Okay, so regardless, <laughs> uh. The, uh, so uh, da, 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 the elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he wouldn't. He just laid on the ground because he said, uh, and he wouldn't eat any food. But then on the seventh day of its sickness, the child died. This part's fucking Take that, hilarious. <laughs> this part is so funny. Um, so the ch- while the child was living. The child's so the, death the, always is. The, yeah. The attendants are talking amongst themselves and they're like, man, while the child was still alive and sick. He wouldn't even, like, listen to us at all. So how much worse is it going to be now that the kid's dead? Uh, He might do something desperate. And so David, like, looks over across the room and sees them all whispering furtively. And he's like, is the kid dead? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. He's like, you guys are whispering. Is the kid dead? Like, Like, you guys are. He's like, oh, all right. So so he finds I love that they included that little bit. Like, for some reason, it's so human i don't know i love it i just like he's like is my kid dead they're like yes and he's like oh so david arose and then went and got he's like, changed oh, okay. and shit decided to go pray a little bit and eat some lunch he actually has a really interesting line on this he thinks to himself uh or i guess actually they say to him like hey why why uh what the hell why are you like cool now it's very much like why a casey anthony like thing where they were like hey i noticed that you know um your kid's dead. You're like fucking partying now. What's that all about? Shouldn't you be like well, mourning a little bit harder? Okay. It's a little different than Casey Anthony because his kid was violently ill at God's hands and he was understandably upset. Wink. Now that the kid's dead and they're asking him like, hey, why are you eating now? Why are you being cool again? He says, when the child was still alive, I fasted and I wept and I thought, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he's dead, why should I keep fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. So basically, he's being a real. He's very, very pragmatic, you know, kind of like he was whenever he fucked that guy's wife and had him killed. Yeah, just a pragmatist. Just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> May God give me the strength to change what I can and accept what I cannot. You know, <laughs> boom, <laughs> including the death of my love child. Yeah. Conveniently, I might add for David. Yeah. Side true. note. Yeah, fair enough. You know, he poisoned that little bastard. Uh, yeah, that's why I said Casey Anthony probably. <laughs> Oh, true. Damn, dude, you got me in the end. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I love that it's it. So yeah, so David's like, yeah, I obviously was doing that shit because I thought it might change God's mind and maybe He might show mercy to my innocent son who's done nothing wrong. But yeah. uh, now that it's done, I mean, what you know, what the fuck you want me to do about it? But hey, by the way, guys, no abortions. Yeah, no. I don't abortions. care if God killed this child seven days into its life. That's different. Yeah. This All is right. God's judgment because one time David fucked someone else, you know. 
Yeah. So, which, you know, because so, yes, technically, I think the big thing is that it's adultery. So I don't know if we could, like, try to work it in. But if it's a child of rape where you're the the uh, supposed father is then murdered by the rapist, then yes, abortion should be legal in that very specific, to, narrow instance. Up to seven days after birth. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> circumcising that little bastard, you just fucking throw him into a fire, I oh, guess? Oh, you, you circumcise it. You take up its forehead, not its foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Decapitate that fucker. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Throw it into a fucking ceiling fan. So, uh, it says now David goes and comforts his wife Bathsheba by fucking the shit out of her. Yeah, like, oh, don't worry. Oh, we can make another. That's all they like. Hey, baby. They love to hear hey, that baby. shit. <laughs> Quit crying. I'm about to fill you with some cock. Did you just? Uh, you know. No, you just had it. You just blew out your fucking VDRA like seven days ago. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think they cared about that back then? So I can assume that she made it past her impure state. Right, she's uh, because aren't they impure after they have kids for a little bit? I think it's actually exactly seven days. Oh, Especially, perfect! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I think it's oh, this is this is we got to go back. Fu- I believe it's actually numbers. when a child is born, they're seven days, then they're circumcised, and then they take on some of the impurity. So she has to be unclean for forty more days. Uh, sure, but if Anyways, it's a daughter, it's right. like eighty days. Um, but Let's just assume that he waited that long because I don't believe he's not for breaking. one fucking second David waits for he, you know. I think he did because uh, he makes love to her and boom, she pops out another son. Jesus Christ. As long as we're victim and, blaming, you know who I really blame? His other wives. God? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like it's like when men cheat on their wives. It's like if that wife had just been sucking him and fucking him the way she should have been, he wouldn't have yeah, done Yeah, and they didn't even have to. They didn't even have to put in that much work. They had to do like one seventh the amount yeah, of a normal life. Just fuck wife. him every Tuesday. Yeah. If everyone just rotates their shifts, he wouldn't be uh, sending men to their death. The, it, yeah. I really blame all the women. I blame everyone but David in this scenario. Well, I blame every woman in the bi- in every book for everything bad that happens <laughs> in real life. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a uh, Christian yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, he has an other son with her now named Solomon. Right? Oh, that's a famous name, right? We're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of stories about this he guy loves eventually. That fucking kid. And it says that the Lord loves the child too. So it's all a matter of timeline, right? Hey, you know, you fuck her, you kill her husband, that baby has to die. Right. You fuck her again after Clean. God loves that baby. Yeah, it's good God to go. loves the fuck out of that mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna take care of it. And so because uh they loved her the because God loved the, the child, it says they named him they told the prophet to name him Jedediah. But his name's fucking Solomon, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. Well, he called maybe his we'll name Solomon, but then he sent word to the Nathan and said, "Hey, call him Jedediah because of the Lord's." Which I don't even know. What, Just a weird nickname. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, so in the meantime, Joab is fighting uh, against Rabah. Joab, who has suffered no punishment for his part in this whole no. thing. Well, apparently he has like ulcers or something, Whatever. right? Or like IBS. Yeah, but that know. was related to him killing Abner. I don't do it. Yet. Sure, IBS would be pretty funny. Curse. <laughs> <laughs> the first case. Uh, Everyone that has it knows that they're a descendant of Joab. <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't think it's genetic. Regardless, uh, Joab uh, sends messages to David saying, "Hey, I fought against them. I took over their water supply. Um, let's muster the rest of the troops. Let's besiege the city. Let's take it over. I want to get the fuck out of here. I want to make sure you're not fucking my wife, presumably, because I know what happens when you do that." Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so he says, otherwise, I'm going to, he says, if you don't send troops to help, I'm going to take the city and I'll name it after me, which is a weird threat to send your king, but okay. Fair. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So David musters up the army, goes to Rabah, attacks it, and captures it. He then takes the crown off of the that king's head, and it was placed on his own head. It weighed a talent of gold, which is fucking 75 pounds. <laughs> it's a heavy uh, I'm not sure I believe that for a second. <laughs> can, I, can, I, <laughs> right? can I carry 75 pounds with my neck? I mean, I've done a headstand. I mean, maybe, yeah, but not it, just yeah. for fun, you know? I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's all about the flex, you know? Maybe it's like it's like I the guess. equivalent of like saggy pants, you know. Yes, it makes you easier to get caught by the cops, but it's just so fucking worth it. Yeah. Well, David's been going down on all these soldiers' wives, so his next <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so he takes he takes a bunch of plunder, um, yada yada yada, right? And then he makes all of them slaves. I, I uh, think makes them brick makers, which, if you remember, is exactly what the Egyptians did to the Israelites. Fun, like fun five, shit. Five, six hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. fun stuff. Uh, yeah, that was that. They were brick makers. They they uh, they stomped the mud to make the uh, clay. Yeah, I remember they got their hay taken away or whatever. Those fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it. It is kind of an interesting thing that uh, David does this horrible thing, breaks multiple yeah. commandments all at once, sends a man to death, sends many other innocent Israelites to their deaths as well, just so he can get his dick wet. And his punishment is that a baby dies, uh, but he gets another one right off the bat and then wins a war. So yeah. that's just that's just God's way, bitch, you know? Well, God doesn't want to reinforce the behavior, so he really laid into him. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to give yeah. him. A, it's, it's like, uh, it's like Brock Turner, you know. Like you want to yeah. give, you want to do something Ooh. to him, but you know, you know, you gotta. Yeah, but you don't want to ruin his his swim. Yeah, you don't want to ruin. Uh, he's got his, such a bright future. You don't want to do his too swimming much. career. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about poor, poor Brock Turner, the real victim in this whole. Dude, situation. God really is Brock Turner's judge, huh? <laughs> I never thought about that. And Brock Turner is David. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, that's Bible. the end of chapter yeah. 12. And I think we're going to call yeah, it for today. We're, huh? we're, we're, we're a little bit uh, back on time. But um, let, let's talk about God's fucking deal. I, I really want to talk about, like, from a moral perspective. I know we've joked about it. But uh, I, I like to come back to the idea that um, that without the Bible, there well, there would be no morals. What, what What possible morals could an atheist have? If it doesn't come from God, um, yeah. whereas God seems like that asshole who like um, finds out his kid has been cyberbullying, so they make him go on the highway with like a sign that's like "I'm a bully," and they're like, "Yeah, see, bullying's only okay if it comes from a trusted authority figure." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bully you. You don't bully others. That's how. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll teach you. Like every every well, isn't the uh, isn't the main bad guy in it? His dad was a cop, right? Uh the main but it was it was cool bullying his dad would like beat the shit out of him and stuff that's uh, yeah fun. that's good shit yeah yeah fun but only yeah. if it's from an adult adults can Correct. beat children children can't beat other children what kind Do of not pass it on what kind of lesson yeah, are michelle, we teaching our kids michelle obama will get your Put ass that shit downhill yes 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 um man this is uh i love this this story because it does show you what you can get away with if you're writing history. Yeah. You know, like they make it seem like a, such a small bump of the road. And in fact, we're going to uh, Chronicles, Chronicles, the book of Chronicles, there's two of them, mm-hmm. first and second Chronicles, are going to cover a lot of uh, Israelite history. 
and they're going to go through the story of David, and this isn't going to get fucking mentioned, <laughs> right? Yeah. This isn't a turning point or a formative experience for David or anything. Just uh, It's just something that happened. He just had one of his many, 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 many kids die, and he had to fuck her yeah. again, you know? Yeah, like he's off to yeah. go back so, in there, you know. It's like it's like when you have like a bucket of water from the well, and then you trip and it spills. You're like, I guess I just have to go back there and fill it again, you know. It's just so obvious that he has no remorse. The only thing he was sad about was that his shitty love child died. If he even was, I guess actually he was. He was sad that it was sick um, for the show of it. But really, you're seeing the fucking psychopath come out here. Oh, that was true because all his shit was just him. I wonder if you take that time because they were like, hey, you seemed like you were like really beat up about your kid like an hour ago. And he's like, well, I thought yeah. I could trick God into sparing my kid. Like, OK. He's like, "Nah." Yeah, it was just a show. What do you want Literally, me to do? he admits it himself. What do you want me to do? I'm going to fucking eat a burger now. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Tell you what, though. He's got way too many mother-in-laws. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I <guess. laughs> just added another one. Yeah. All right. Do you think he has them killed? His mother-in-laws? I mean, they're not mentioned. Yeah. I wouldn't fuck with him. I, I would. I if his. I would be like if 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 my mother-in-law. If I were David and I, my mother-in-law comes in and be like, "I heard you haven't been coming." He's like, "You're getting real close to getting raped." All right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Probably true. Though, Have you not heard the case. stories that I like to put out there? I am a horny fucking guy, and I will fuck anything. You better get the fuck out. Yeah, of and I'll kill your husband <laughs> just for letting, just for you seducing me into raping Which, me. This is like the second time David's just taken some dude's wife. Uh, yeah, Nahab, 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 Nahab. Uh, yeah, Nahab, yeah, Nahab, 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 some idiot, and Abigail, some stu- yeah. some stupid farmer. He loves that shit. He'll fuck anyone's wife. Yeah. Oh hell Hero yes! Hero he of will. the Bible, David. Hashtag. Cuck lord. Yeah, apparently uh, repulsed by virgins. Not that I... I mean, that's cool. You know? <laughs> he likes he likes them sloppy Those seconds. He's all right. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. He likes he likes almost every... Because even uh, Mikal, you know, was married before he wanted her back. Yeah, has he ever so, had like... A, well, I guess he had two wives that he just took from like some random places. Yeah, but, but they, they don't matter. They don't even talk about either, them. You know? Which, I mean, honestly, yeah. now I'm kind of back on David's side. He's, he's a progressive... <laughs> I don't think that it counts as progressive if you're killing their husbands. Yeah, this is the them. second husband that God is either. In- I like, I like, I like imagining David is like, hey man, we don't just kill people so we can take their wives. He's like, what the fuck was that thing with Abigail? And he's like, yeah, I killed him. Yeah, and then you took the I wife. It. it doesn't work if it's all you got. It's a monopoly the way you did it. You got to break up. You got to have like separate. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to have separation. Yeah. Of he a, needed God to kill Uriah. Yeah, if you had just asked me to kill Uriah, I would have done it, bro. But probably I think actually if we read between the lines, that's kind of what Nathan's saying. Yeah. Like God's like, hey, 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 that's my job to kill people indiscriminately. You yeah. Don't fucking. Yeah. This is just this is just people playing God. That's what David's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You got to flip the magic God coin to figure right. out what to do. This is like when those Koreans fuck that's... those sheep so they can clone them. And you're like, you guys are playing God. I don't I think. Kill those fucking hybrid Again. sheep. Again. We got to keep this podcast off of East Asia. We don't know enough. Maybe if any. Hey, I read if, that once. So I think that's on 4chan. It's got to be true. Hey, if if anyone from uh, our audience wants to come in and explain some of these things to Cole, you're more than welcome to come. I'll have a special side app just for you. Uh, anyways, uh, if you don't already, folks, please follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. If you'd like to, you can send us an email. That's going to be a revelationspodcast at gmail.com. I wasn't even ready to finish. I don't think I had more shit. I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>